the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Tuesday. Yeah, I guess we don't have any special sound effects on Tuesday. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the special sound effect, hopefully for you guys, is my voice. It's my opinion here, as well as the amazing guests that we have every uh, week here on the Andrea K. Show. In fact, tonight we've got former congressman, soon to be congressman again for the 50th district uh, daryl isa will be here tonight to set the record straight y'all on some smears coming his way because that's how the left does it right if you've been watching this amy coney barrett nomination hearing in fact could i knew they were going to try to get there and try to smear this woman who was whose entire life is about as squeaky clean as it could possibly be but even i was kind of shocked by some crap that happened today and we're going to talk about that tonight so yeah daryl isa will be here to set the record straight on some smears and really share with you guys what his plan would be for the 50th uh, congressional district we've got uh we're going to kind of do round robin i've got some topics that you know i've been meaning to get to for the past couple days we're going to get to later which includes uh, dictator Gavin Newsom and the latest way in which he is shifting the goal pl- goalposts to keep us under the thumb, which of, clu- of course includes some hot breaking news with uh, little fraud Fauci. So lots to cover tonight. 888-344-1170. We will save time for your calls um, after Congressman Issa. So second half of the show, give us a, give us a buzz. 888-344-1170. Let us know uh, what was the best or worst moments for you if you watched the nomination hearings today. Um, I, I, the worst moment for me actually resulted in a, tw- a tweet of mine that I think so far has gotten about 5,000 retweets. And so I'll get into that in a little bit. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. We are streaming live right now on Facebook at The Answer San Diego, as well as shh, our little private Facebook group called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. I'm in a good mood tonight. You want to know why? Because this woman, Amy Coney Barrett, native out of New Orleans, smacked down the Senate today and woman did it with a blank notepad. And the man who who does it every night of the week, I, I don't know what he's got, uh, what little band of magic it, or what tools he's got in his little tool bags in there in the booth. But it's my man, the one and only, it's DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. 
A carrot stick. That's that's my only tool. That's all I have. Yeah, it's not. Somebody somebody brought in a whole bunch of of energy drinks. Oh, that are I saw the- that. That is the <laughs> ivy flying off the please, ceiling. No please way. Please do not. I heard that this this particular brand uh, they ain't paying to get the promoted, so I'm not going to say the brand of it. I wouldn't anyway because these energy drinks freak me out. I have never drank I'm one. The same. They scare me to death. Y'all know I try to keep it. You know, try to keep it wholesome. I take my balance in nature. And got you know, a bit of coffee. I don't know what. Howard, Amy Coney Barrett to get through day two because Sister Fran had to do it without a mask, so she couldn't even mouth some expletives, uh, you know, a- a- along the way today. She clearly looked drowsy at a couple of moments, and so maybe it was a good thing. The ridiculousness and the shocking crap that was thrown her way at some at, at certain points of today i was absolutely astounded at her ability to get through this not just with the blank notepad because woman is smarter than most of dc and most most of the entire democrat party combined okay they asked her today in case you missed it what what notes do you have there because her ability to recall details of cases that she that she judged in in um in her judgments and uh, right what's it called um uh when you write their your rulings uh the details of what she brought forward without looking down at any notes they said well, what notes you got as well as her composure and her her ability to answer questions on the fly in a way they couldn't trip her up and she held up a blank notepad I haven't heard anybody buddy, make this comparison, but one of the things I thought of was not just how brilliant she was, but I thought, it, it, didn't that kind of show what Joe Biden's carrying around in terms of his mental capacity, the blank notepad? I mean, yesterday, did we talk about it yesterday? He was in Ohio, and he was talking about how he was running for Senate. He couldn't even remember Mitt Romney's name. I mean, it was pathetic. Um, did you watch? Did you get a chance to watch any of these hearings? Today, I did friend? not. No, I, I, I've heard the, the, the notepad thing all, all day long. It just shows you just a small... A portion of how smart this woman is. Absolutely brilliant. They tried to trip her up in quite a few ways. Um, but the most disgusting display that I saw today, in case you missed it, it, and if you missed the hearings, be glad. When Maisie Hirono asked this woman of seven, this mother of seven, this professional who's never had an, uh, uh, never had a grievance that anybody could find against her in, in any way, personally and professionally, when even... Other attorneys and people that she's worked at and people that she studied with that are completely diametrically opposed to her in terms of her judicial philosophy, in terms of her politics, in terms of her her Catholic beliefs, still said that that she that she deserved to get this seat. Did you hear what Maisie Hirono dared to ask this woman today? Did you hear about this? I heard something about the the two, but I don't know what she asked. She literally, I'm going to quote her. Let me see if I can quote her because it, I get so angry that I'm, I'm liable and I don't want to misquote her. I don't want to misquote uh, little Miss Hirono. Let me see if I can find it. If not, then I'll just, I don't know. Uh, since you became a legal adult... Have you ever made, because I guess when you're, when you're uh, uh, under, uh, you know, 18, I guess it's okay to do this. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors? Excuse me? Or, yeah. Oh, she went on. Or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? I'm just shocked. Uh, yeah. Um, she, Amy Coney Barrett, ACB, she said no immediately. And without any anger, without any defensiveness, 
I would have wanted to snatch that Maisie Hirono bald in the hallway after that. On what basis did she ask that question? Is she going to trot out somebody from a Mardi Gras years ago that Amy Cooney Barrett was at? To, who's going to say that she, because let me tell you, in, in, in New Orleans, if I had class, if I... Uh, you know, had a class with somebody in the afternoon and I ran into him later. We, you know, we'd hug and kiss women, men. I mean, that, that's how we greeted each other. Is she going to come back today with somebody who said Amy Coney, Coney Bear gave her a, a, a hello kiss on the cheek that was, that was, you know, unsolicited? I mean, on what basis did she ask this? This is outrageous. Can you imagine any Republican senator asking R- Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was sitting there as, as a nominee, if she had asked for sexual favors or had made any unwanted sexual advances against anybody? That should be on every that should, there should be outrage across the board. Where's the National Organization for Women? Where's the feminist community coming forth against this to have this woman ask this question? In front of her children, in front of her family. Shame on you, Maisie Hirono, and shame on the Democrat Party that let her get away with it. And shame on the Republican uh, the Republicans who let her get away with it. Lindsey Graham should have smacked his gavel down and said, that that's enough. How dare you ask that question? You have no basis for that. And then Cory Booker tried to trip her up on and on and on about peaceful transfer of power. What, you know, uh, do you think it's right that President Trump, you know, so peaceful, you know, didn't didn't automatically agree? I mean, the look on it, you could see a little flash at that point of like, what the what the huh? What? Why am I being asked this question? And what I'm thinking of in that moment is at this moment in which Cory Booker is asking her this question. Have you seen all the reports of all the uh, of the the all the different ways that this mail in balloting and fraud that's being perpetrated on the Amer- American people in order to steal an election is happening in this country? Or how about the fact that there's new reports today that the FBI and the DOJ relied on reports from Mother Jones to corroborate the Steele dossier? It has been four years of a refusal to accept a free and fairly elected President Trump. And you're going to ask this nominee about a peaceful transfer of power? This is ridiculous. They've done everything that they could to steal the election. And their plan through the Supreme Court is to steal the election by court packing if they end up taking the Senate. One of the things that I want to comment on before I take a break is one of the things that I'm sick of hearing about voting's underway. Voting's underway. I don't care if voting's underway. And let me tell you why. If you have voted early through whatever means available to you, that was your choice to do that. The, the, our system of government, our government does not shut down because you decided to vote on October one or whatever. And now we got, now we've got a nomination hearing underway. That's your choice. I don't like it. I don't like absentee voting. I don't think anybody should be allowed to vote in any other way outside of having to show up at a polling place on Election Day except the military. And I've said this, and this is why. Because every time we've made it convenient or easier for somebody to vote outside of having to go to the polling place on Election Day, it provides an excuse or some means for the Democrat Party to try to subvert what's going on in our government. So I don't care if you voted early. And I'll tell you last point. To the families that they keep trotting out in these posters... I'm sick of hearing about that too. You know what the, you know what the Republican Senate should do tomorrow? They should have behind them, and I, hear me out, and I'm gonna take a break and let y'all marinate on this for a moment. They should have posters of abortions behind them. They're gonna use all these people who supposedly, uh, their Obamacare stores. How about, how about abortion posters? Here is what would have been Susie. Susie wanted to be a ballerina. Over here, we've got Stevie, 
Stevie wanted to be a baseball player. That might shut things down pretty quickly. If the Republicans really, really wanted to to take some control back and get her voted in in a hurry and shut down the harassment and the and the badgering of her and what she's endured. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Congressman Darrell Issa, who's had to talk about enduring smears. Uh, He's he's I wanted him on tonight to give him an opportunity to uh, set the record straight on smears coming against him and give him an opportunity to tell you guys in San Diego County and beyond what he's going to do to help stop the 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 ongoing commie crash of California. So Congressman Daryl Issa will be here next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in on the Amy Coney Barrett interview, uh, um, nomination hearings today, or anything else, we're going to take calls after the bottom half of the uh, uh, of the show and then in the next segment, because uh, in this one, we're going to be speaking with Congressman Daryl Issa. Yeah, I'm saying congressman because he's former congressman. Now he's running for the 50th, and he's going to be a congressman again. And I invited him on tonight to, to give him an opportunity uh, to respond to the conspiracy theory that's being put out by his opponent. Because y'all know the Democrats can never win based on honesty. They can never sell their their ideas uh, through honesty and through through truth, only through lies and smears. Congressman Issa, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Well, Andrea, thank you for having me on. And, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to clear up the, the truth the distortions and the outright lies. Uh, and you know, as usual, there are some of each. Uh, you know, my opponent is uh, is bringing up uh, my youthful indiscretions. Uh, when I was 17 and promoted to private first class, I did allow uh, the other private who was typing up my ID card to make me three years older than I was. <laughs> I, it, might, it might shock you. Uh, in, civi- in civilian life, they, uh, you go to the bar and they take, your li- they take the, li- you know, the ID away from you, and that's the end of it. In my case, the lieutenant, first lieutenant, who was my company commander, did not appreciate it. And uh, I uh, spent 30 days uh, confined to quarters except during, you know, duty hours. And, you know, it, it was painful. Uh, I recovered from that, went on to get an Army scholarship, was, uh, went through ROTC, was commissioned, promoted all the way to captain. So uh, the truth, I screwed up as a private. Uh, the reality is... You know, I wasn't the only 17-year-old to screw up. The second thing was, as a freshman in college, uh, I had an unregistered firearm. I uh, pled to the misdemeanor because there wasn't much arguing. I had it, and it was unregistered. Uh, I paid $200 fine, and that is the only conviction I have in my life. Uh, after that, everything else is his his and the, the L.A. Times uh, fantas- fantasies of any wrongdoing. What's interesting is for my entire 18 years as your congressman uh, here in San Diego County and surrounding areas, he doesn't have one thing that I've ever done wrong. Mm-hmm. What he actually does is, is he, uh, he talks uh, he, about how I profited. The only problem is that was uh, not only debunked by, when the New York Times said it, but even the Union Tribune said it was inaccurate, that in fact, I bought a building, I sold a building, I didn't make any money on it, and I certainly didn't profit on it. But the fact is, 
I served honorably uh, for 18 years, not even an not even an ethics violation, mm-hmm. uh, which can't be said of a lot of our other former congressmen. Uh, and that's that's where we stand. And I'm, I'd like to go back to Congress. I believe I have a lot to offer. The president uh, did a uh, telephone town hall meeting for me today, uh, expressing how much he wanted me back. And uh, hopefully the people of the 50th congressional district, a third of which I represented for 12, the first 12 years in Congress, will appreciate that I'm the hometown person who has the experience and the history of holding government accountable. Well, you know, it's so ridiculous and so hypocritical with the, you know, this kind of smear campaign. I mean, you know, they 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 loved Barack Obama with the Chum gang being a pot smoker. And when Obama was was wrote in his book, his memoirs about how he loved a, it was like Snoop Dogg talking about rolling down the street, smoking, you know, and drinking gin and juice. Everybody celebrated that. You know, that wasn't exactly legal when he did that. So, you know, I don't even want to tell people what I did at 17. I hope mama's not listening because that was in New Orleans. And I'm glad we didn't have smart phones back in the day when I was going to Mardi Gras at 17. Okay. And, you know, and I also moved here from New Orleans across country with a um, 357 Magnum in my glove compartment and broke a whole lot of laws along the way. So that that's my story on firearms. Um, you know, I think it's just a bunch of smokescreen because he doesn't want to talk about policy. He's running ads. Not only is he running ads uh, falsely claiming that you, you know, took advantage of the PPE to line the pockets of your campaign. He's also running falsehoods about himself, pretending that he's some kind of moderate, isn't he? Well, he's now apologizing to the progressive base for having uh, spoken to conservatives and vice versa. Uh, he's kind of gotten himself in a, a situation in which both sides realize that he's been lying to one or both of them. Uh, <clears throat> the PPP thing is an interesting one because uh, like many small companies, the company where my son uh, works and we own some real estate, uh, it has six employees and they got shut out of the first round of PPP, uh, waited. And when the second round opened up, applied and, and got you know qualified, along with five million businesses in America, real businesses mm-hmm. uh, and uh, nothing wrong, nothing unusual. Uh, and by the way, when the second round of PPP stopped, it didn't run out of money. It simply reached a statutory deadline that if you hadn't applied, you couldn't get it. So nobody was shut out. Uh, you know, my son's a businessman. The CFO of the company is a businessman. I wouldn't respect somebody uh, with the amount of taxes we pay, which is a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't look at a government program that said if you pay all your people, even though you've sent them home and you don't lay anyone off, uh, that we're going to partially reimburse you. And that's it. And uh you know, I'm not running from it. Now, Amar is running from the fact that his uh, so-called LLC consulting company uh, didn't pay its taxes and was suspended twice, hasn't paid its California taxes ever in five years. Uh, and, uh, you know, he said he made a quarter of a million dollars, but his official filing with the House of Representatives said he had no earned income, but he had other income of about $15,000 each of the last few years. So, you know, the question is, who's supporting him and why is it he has no earned income? And if he has a business, why is it it doesn't pay its taxes? You know, those are real questions. And, you know, we we look and say, you don't have to believe me. You can go look 
Uh, look it up on the, the websites. There's nothing uh, unusual there. But having said that, he's never claimed he was a great businessman. He simply wants to be considered a business owner, and that's okay. Uh, you know, every lawyer says he's a small businessman that I serve with in Congress. The problem <laughs> is they, 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 they do. Being a lawyer is a small business. It's not necessarily understanding what hardworking people are trying to do to stay afloat in this time. You know, I've been a manufacturer for decades, uh, you know, in the electronics industry, which is a tough business. Mm -hmm. uh, I have owned, have owned some uh, industrial and office buildings. So I have some understanding. But for 18 years, you know, I sought to understand every business in my district to go visit them, large and small. And when the president uh, asked me to serve uh, running the Trade Development Agency, that's an agency that helps the rest of the world develop American-based infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was blocked by uh, Senator Menendez, along mm -hmm. with over 300 other, uh, uh, you know, nominees of the president. And, uh, and so that, that did give me an opportunity to be available when Duncan Hunter resigned. And, and I took it. And I took it because I have a lot to offer and mm -hmm. I have a lot of energy. And I, I love my state. I love I love, in fact, finding solutions that help our country compete globally uh, and help people do a, live a better life. We're talking to Congressman, former Congressman Darrell Issa, who's running in the 50th, and, and hopefully he's going to be, be elected and win that race in spite of the lies and smears. I'm glad you cleared up the thing about the PPP, uh, because I wasn't aware that this program uh, to help businesses, I mean, we had the government decide to seize control of businesses, tell them they must shut down, and then, but they, but they want to, wanted these businesses to keep paying the employees so these programs were set up and i wasn't aware that it was for all business owners except daryl isa's family or daryl isa's son i mean you know these are these are you know uh businesses that were shut down through no fault of their own so here we are uh congressman isa let's talk about uh, how you can help when you when you win uh this seat we are here we are in in a state in, in california of which gavin newsom is constantly changing the goalpost uh, coming up with ways to continue to keep these shutdowns to keep control over for businesses. Uh, we were already, even before coronavirus, the homelessness problem in the state, the taxation in the state, the regulation on businesses, the lack of affordability for housing was already bad enough. And then coronavirus hit and Gavin Newsom bragged about how this was going to give him, he said it clearly, this will give him an opportunity to do programs that he's been trying to get for years and he couldn't get done. He took hotels that were, that were shut down and restaurants that were shut down for all of his programs. And, you know, it's only made things worse here. So no wonder we've got 60% of businesses around the county that are not going to be reopened, as well as the fact that we've got food lines, you know, uh, you know, uh, getting getting longer by the day. How, what is your plan to help get California and this country back on track to help restore this economy that's under the grip of these dictators like Newsom? Well, you know, first and foremost, you, you can't fix stupid in Sacramento from Washington, but you can give companies opportunities and, and make sure that they, they do get it. Pushing back on uh, when President Obama tried to make it possible for every franchise owner to be unionized as a single one. That happened when Amar was at, at the Department of Labor. Uh, the President Trump has reversed those regulations. Things that, that come from Washington that hurt. One of the other ones, though, quite frankly, is, you know, AB5. Uh, the federal government needs to make it very clear that you have a right to be an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. You have a right to pay your taxes, but in fact, not 
if you if you've got ten clients, different companies, and you work for them at different times, and you take responsibility for when you do it, uh, I don't care whether you're uh, doing weddings for, for as a photographer or you're driving an Uber, a Lyft, and your own limousine, which is very common. These are these are historically uh, independent businesses, and it's the dream of most people to own their own business, large or small. Uh, the federal government can preempt the state and needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mentioned our governor. You know, it is interesting that my opponent is complaining about PPP, but Gavin Newsom actually carved out his own winery to remain open <laughs> yeah. uh, in in Napa, and yes. He got uh, about twice as much for his employees at his wine tasting uh, little uh, place. I guess they had 14 employees, so it had been a little over twice as much as what we got. And they weren't even closed. So uh, the world is kind of interesting when it comes to uh, how people do things. Uh, you know, he made himself essential. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. now he's trying to run from it, saying he didn't control it. Well, he may not have controlled it, but it, it does seem interesting that his his wine tasting was open and the ones in right. Temecula were closed. Right. Uh, and so I, you know, I saw him hurt businesses in my district while helping himself. Absolutely. Let's talk about health care in the time that I have left with you, because that's the main thing that they're using against uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And, and it's a replay from 2018 where they feel like they they um, won control of the house uh, under over, you know, health care and pre-existing conditions. And they're trying to go after Amy Coney Barrett. Um, trying to say that, you know, she's going to, you know, get on the Supreme Court and, you know, want to kill everybody by taking taking their insurance away. One of the areas of why I think we've got some um, not concern. Um, I I don't think that the Republican Party, I'll be honest what you know, thanks to John McCain, I was hanging on him. We didn't repeal and replace Obamacare in the way that we should have. What will you do and what will you urge your fellow congressmen to do to to deal with this this health health care crisis? You know, we've got to offer alternatives again and again and again. And even if they're not going to go anywhere, you still have to make sure you put them out there. Right. When President Obama ran through Obamacare on a purely partisan basis, I put up a simple amendment. He was talking about pre-existing conditions and forming these complex groups that kind of fell apart, these uh, state-run insurance groups. And I said, well, wait a second. There are several million federal employees getting what was called FEHBP, which is the Federal Employees Plan. Includes your, all your letter carriers, all your IRS, everybody, including members of Congress. I said, well, why not just open those programs up to people who need insurance? Every one of those programs had no pre-existing condition waiver. So they already took care of that mm-hmm. problem for somebody that had a pre-existing condition. They had large groups and lots of choice. And were they reasonably priced? Well, considering the cost of health care, yes, they were reasonably priced. If you wanted to subsidize them, you could have a discussion for the poor about subsidizing them. But the reality was most people just needed a reasonable value plan. And if you were with a large company, you got one. If you were with a small company, sometimes you couldn't. If you had a pre-existing condition, you couldn't. Could have been solved that easily. Mm-hmm. Of course, they want to get to single payer. Mark right. Ampanajar has actually said backdoor progressive to get to single payer. It's his goal. He said it. He said it right into the camera uh, when he was running two years ago. And now he says, well, I've, I've grown. I've changed my views. Uh-huh. No, he's still... There's still always a backdoor progressive is still always trying to get to single payer by making whatever the solution is not work. 
What I need to do and we all need to do in Washington, every Republican has to do is we have to keep putting forward things that work, making health care affordable. Yes. But you know what? Driving down liability, driving down the FDA's bureaucracy, we have lots of ways to lower the cost of health care that we have to be doing. President Trump has been pushing back on regulations, streamlining agencies, including the FDA. And that's a big first step. But we also have to do tort reform so doctors and hospitals don't run up the bills, mostly mm-hmm. trying to cover their backside. Uh, you know, we, ha- we have to take the lawyers out of medicine. And if we can do that, we can lower the cost of health care. I agree. I think we also need to make it portable. We ought to be able to I ought to be able to shop anywhere for any policy I want across state lines or whatever. I also think that we need to make it to where people can buy a policy that like I do for my home. You know, I don't I don't have every I don't I don't have coverage every time my faucet leaks or every time, you know, I have uh, some little issue in my home, you know, and I also am not I also don't have to cover my next door neighbor's roof, you know, or, or cover their home if they don't take care of it. So there's lots of different ways that we can do and we the Republicans need to be uh, not, you know, need to be putting forth as many alternatives as possible and talking about it, and not, you know, acting defensive and, you know, and, you know, just we we the free market capitalist system works and we need to be we need to we need to be selling it to the American people. Government is never the solution. It's always the problem. And whether we're talking about health care or any other regulation, regulation is regulation. It always uh, makes everything inefficient and un- and uh, not cost effective. And whether it's health care or, or what else, I wish I had more time with you, Congressman Issa. Maybe we'll have you back uh, before the election. Are you going to be at the uh, you're going to be at the uh, politics in paradise? event Thursday night in East County. Yes. Yes, I am. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there. Do remember one thing. If if government was the answer, Amazon would not have had to buy those trucks. It would have been delivered by the post office. Government manages to screw up even when they have a monopoly. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Have me back. Thank you. I will. All right. uh, Well, past the point of a break. So uh, but don't go away. Come on back. we got more to talk about. 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Have I told you guys how hungry I am? <laughs> I didn't eat. I didn't eat enough before the show here, and I eat, actually ate a little protein. Um, but I, uh, I always try. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to eat even a little bit healthier than usual. Yeah, I still eat a donut every day, but I eat my fruits. Uh, but I can't eat as much fruits and vegetables as as I'm supposed to. So I take my balance in nature. I get. I take three. Fruit capsules and three veggie capsules a day. I get 10 servings of 31 fruits and and vegetables. Um, And, uh, you know, I feel better than ever. I feel a little touch of sinus today just because anytime there's a shift, we we went from being low 70s to 90 at the coast today. Anytime I have that, I get a little bit of touch of sinus. Otherwise, I have not had any kind of cold, any allergy attack, nothing in the nine months I've been taking Balance in Nature. I am telling y'all, boost your immune system. Little fraud. We're going to talk about fraud Fauci in in a minute uh, because he and... Trump were fighting it out on Twitter today. I have never heard. Have you ever, Potato Skins, have you heard him yet say anything at all about anybody doing what they need to do to boost their immune system? 
Not once. Not once. Not once. He was talking today about how, oh, you know, that worried about the case count, worried about rallies because we got cold season coming up and flu season coming up. He never tells anybody. And I'm not saying that he should tell people to take balance in nature. And I'm not saying if you take it, you're not going to get a virus. But it is clear who is the most vulnerable. Every really smart, non-biased doctor that I have talked to, that is what they say. The best thing you can do right now with what is going on is to try and boost your immune system as much as you possibly can so that you can fight up, fight off whatever it is that you might get. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's how we you know fight off everything. That's how our bodies work. Um, it doesn't mean you're not going to catch anything. In fact, we need people to catch this. That's what herd immunity is. And like the World Health Organization yesterday put out a statement, actually a declaration signed by hundreds, if not thousands, of global scientists and epidemiologists and different people who said that at this point, lockdowns are a bad idea. It's only making it makes poor people poorer. It doesn't help anything. And what we need is herd immunity. We need to protect the most vulnerable and let Everybody else live their lives as normal. Newsom, you listening? Catch it. Yeah, exactly, Newsom. Oh, by the way, Balance in Nature, free shipping right now, 35% off preferred orders. Um, use the discount code HEALTH, H-E-A-L-T-H. No, what Newsom is up to is Newsom has, has now, thanks to you, you tip me off to this. Uh, he has come out with a new, every day it's something different with this guy. He's got his new health equity metric. So what he's saying is, to, to just pare it down, is that in communities like Chula Vista, where 60% of small businesses are gone, closed forever. Blows my mind. Oh, which is like, the, you know, we're talking about people that, you know, we're, you know, small business owners trying to live the American dream, paycheck to paycheck, you know, not living large. And now their businesses are gone because of shutdowns. But that is, that is a, a largely Hispanic community. And what he's saying is, is that because um, in, low-income minority communities Communities are disproportionately affected that um, in order for counties to be reopened, we have to make sure that um, if uh, San Diego County in, in, in and of itself cannot be completely reopened as long as a minority area has a little bit higher of a positivity rate than the rest of the county. That makes absolutely no sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. So because North County maybe has a 1% positivity rate, their restaurants can't reopen because Chula Vista might have a higher positivity rate. And the, in the excuses is that the people from Chula Vista in the, in the minority areas are your essential workers that might travel to North County. It's insane. What it is is they're sitting around all day, every day, looking for excuses to keep control over businesses because they want these businesses to be, they want to be shut down. They need to increase the dependency class. This is why they don't talk about immigration anymore. This is why they don't talk about the open borders because this is how they've got their dependency class from Americans. Keep them dependent. Keep them, keep them, keep them desperate. Keep them needing a government handout. I would love to hear somebody from the South Bay who's who's had their business closed and what they're going through to share with uh, with the rest of San Diego. I think the stories need to be told. Absolutely, because this is this is um, and, and the answer is not. I know a lot of people are tweeting out today. Nancy Pelosi had a meltdown because Wolf Blitzer called her out and said, "Look, you know, you're complaining that the Republicans don't want to do anything for the people that are hurting right now, but you turned down one point eight trillion dollars." From President Trump, because, you know, you'd rather have nothing so that you can, you know, com- you know, 
point the finger at President Trump. The Democrats are, are you know, they they realize that that uh, that, that uh, they've overplayed their hand in some areas and that it's actually going to help President Trump if they continue down this path. They are intending for you to be hurt. Gavin Newsom wants you hurt. He wants you hurt for a couple of reasons. He wants you dependent and he wants to continue his power. And if you think he's going to let up, you're out of your mind. Uh, yeah, you're, he's never going to he's never going to let up. He must be forced. And the, and the media. Have you heard anybody else in the media talking about the World Health Organization and what they came out and said yesterday? No, I have. I, uh, I mean, I'm sure maybe uh, hopefully there's been somebody, but I uh, just this show and uh, other great Salem shows that we have on our network. Yeah. In fact, I didn't see it on. Um, I did put on. I said that I was going to do a moratorium. I was going to turn off Fox News Channel, but I put it on today because I want to see. Are they going to you know, are, are they listening to their conservative viewers? Have they gotten rid of Chris Wallace? Are they reporting on the World Health Organization? How are they? How are they reporting? Didn't hear a word about it. I mean, I mean, I already know what I'm going to get, but I but sometimes I do what you do just as just to see if they can prove me wrong, they're done. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We come back. Here's another story that suddenly fell off the pages, suddenly fell off the mainstream news. Stay tuned because we're going to report on it. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling into hump day. Tomorrow's hump day. Yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow night. We'll also be here Thursday. Um, regular programming because uh, the debate isn't going to happen because they're trying to get Trump to do something virtual. And he's like, nah. Uh, dude was at a rally last night. Talked for like two hours. Ain't no excuse. Uh, we know that Biden is working off of uh, a blank slate in the brain. So that's why he's doesn't want to have the debate. Blank notepad, Joe. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, OK, you would think that we would still be hearing about a governor that had a kidnapping scheme plotted against her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You would think, major stuff. Yeah. Very major stuff. Guess why nobody's talking about that? Why is it bumped off the front page already? Tell me. Because the the ones who um, plotted it were all, wait for it, Black Lives Matter supporters. <laughs> when the news broke that the FBI had foiled a plot to kidnap a, a Democrat governor by a bunch of anarchists, everybody automatically assumed, oh, white, uh, white, white anarchists, they must be Trump supporters. They must have been wearing MAGA hats going in saying this is MAGA country. Oh, no, no. Word of the day, no. karma. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the alleged plotters, 23-year-old Daniel Harris, attended a Black Lives Matter protest in June, telling the Oakland County Times he was upset about the killing of George Floyd and police violence. Um, but, you know, um, gee, weren't we told that all the plotters, this is, uh, this is, I think, Joel Pollack. No, this is from Breitbart. No, uh, Nolte from, uh, from Breitbart said, oh, but, but, but wasn't I told by the media that Joe Biden and Whitmer, all the plotters were right wing racist militiamen inspired by Trump? Yes, you were told that, Nolte. Um, also on the list of the accused plotters is Brandon Caserta. Um, who, um, has an anarchist flag and, and, um, and uses phrases like Trump is a tyrant. So an anti-Trump anarchist, another accused plotter, Peter Musico, 
um, is guess is on video uh, yammering in favor of racial harmony and uh, attacks the police. So he goes on to say that all of the alleged plotters are um, Black Lives Matter little lefties. But isn't that doesn't that make sense? Because isn't that what Antifa is all about? I mean, you look at Chaz or Chop, whatever they were calling about. These are anti-government people. They don't want government at all. They 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 want um uh they they want to be able to. I don't know what Chop was about, you know, because they say that they don't want government. They say that they want to be in control. Antifa, these Antifa people, but then they're you know asking for people to deliver them food and toilet paper. So you know, basically what these are is they're. Um, crazy, deranged kooks that are whipped up into these frenzies, um, these frenzied situations um, by the Democrats. And this is what happens when you have the Democrats all day long bad-mouthing America, saying America is, is systemically racist and that nobody can get a break. And, you know, you, of course you're going to want to overthrow a government that you're told all day long is out to get you. So that's what that's about. Um. Another story that DJ uh, Potato Skins brought to my attention is why are we still in the United Nations? You know, I don't care that Nikki Haley supposedly did a great job as ambassador or anybody else. I don't understand why this crap weasel of an organization is still in the United States. And at least under President Trump, we're not given we're not continuing to float the lion's share of the expense. Um, but thank you, Potato Skins, for bringing it to my attention that the United Nations has decided to vote to add. Wait for it. Russia, China and Saudi Arabia to the human rights scale. I can hardly say it with a straight face. Yeah, I, I read that today and I it, I just I couldn't believe it. And I've thought that for a long time. We we have no business in the United Nations because we don't stand for what they stand for. Well, no. I mean, we're talking about uh, China, who's got the Uyghurs uh, in these internment camps, who, by the way, that's, you know, are they're getting the Nike shoes beat out of them all day long. Is that I think that's the camps where they're making the Nike products um, because they're Muslim. Uh, and that's just that's just, uh, you know, one of the. Uh, human rights violations that is going on in the Chinese re- uh, Republic. Uh, look at what they've done to Hong Kong protesters. Uh, Saudi Arabia, as far as I'm concerned, they're still, I, I believe they're still stony women, uh, who are, who are rape victims in Saudi Arabia, even though they've worked with us on different, uh, on different aspects of, you know, uh, Syria or whatever. I mean, they still, you know, they're still a country with Sharia that, you know, stones women for being raped. So, you know, we have no business continuing to put our money in the United Nations. Can somebody tell me one thing we've gotten out of it? Have we gotten anything out of being in the United Nations? They've done anything for us? Not that I can recall. No. In fact, you know, um, I, I, I need to revisit what Obama did when he worked with them to try to come up with some police force that the United Nations was going to be policing our streets. I remember some, that. Yeah. Um, he also handed over the United Nations control over, I think, uh, part of our Internet. To police our internet. Yeah, I don't know what happened about that, but I do remember he did that as well. Yeah. Um, so we, the, you know, the United Nations exists to remove our sovereignty, to keep us from being able to make unilateral decisions for our country. Remember when Colin Powell went there to beg to, to allow us to go uh, into Iraq? And I'm sitting there thinking, at that, why are we asking anybody permission? We're the country that saved the world from Nazism and communism. We don't need anybody's permission. We're the United States of America. We are still the lone superpower. We do what we want when we want. We don't ask permission. That's that's the take that that we should have on it. 
And we will continue to give you our take every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m. Keep the conversation rolling on Twitter and Facebook. Peace out. Love you all. We'll see you tomorrow night.